0: Okay, just a quick background, we're going to do Yom Gimelam a bit today, so the Gimbalam and Allah what we finished up with, was uh, this statement, and the Mishnah that says, Aimee, mi Oman, you can't bring vessels from the artisan's uh, house, or from his uh, workshop, or whatever, and our Papa said, oh, Rabbi tried to, like, uh, test us to say we could do it, you know, how we could do, and he quoted this other uh, Mishnah, which said, Oman, a- a- you're not allowed to bring Kaleem. So we had uh, two different, I'm uh, sorry, um, yeah, right exactly. So we answered two different possible things. One was maybe once talking talked about the 14th of, uh, of Pesach, uh, 14th of Nissan, meaning Ere Pesach, and once talking about So on uh, Cholomoid be usher, but on Ere Pesach be muther. Or if we said, um, both are on Cholomoid, but once we ma'amino, once we Ein ma'amino. Once where he uh, trusts him, and once where he doesn't trust him. So if you look at the top of your gemel, we say Vehatanya, and here Vehatanya, although more uh, oftentimes Vehatanya is a kasha, this is uh, a support. Rashi says on top, see Yua, mi uh. v'ini kelim mi kegon oman ke gong kad mi beit You're allowed to bring kelim from the artisan's house or workshop, just like a jug from the jug maker or a cup from the glass blower. Avalotzer mi beit azava, but kelim beit but not uh, wool from the dyer. And not other vessels from the Beit Ha'uman. So that's a little bit tricky because first it says you're able to, and it gives some examples, and it says you're not allowed to do it, so it seems a little bit contradictory. He says, if he doesn't want to eat, so you can give him his wages and leave it with him. If he doesn't trust him, he can leave it in the house next to him. Now, but if you're concerned that maybe they're going to get stolen, skip the parentheses here. Uh, you can bring them in, uh, in private, like modestly, into the house. So, the Gemara says, so fine, so, so you've answered up the case of, then you'd like to bring it into your house. Rashi says, it's a case where you're not ma'amin, okay, so that's what we're saying, But like this, right, that seems to support this last contention about ma'amino versus no ma'amino, that's what seems to show you that if you're not ma'amin, then you're able to bring it in, but molichin kasha, but when it comes to molichin, molich is to bring it to the craftsman, to the, uh, the uman, so that seems to be difficult because it says there you're not supposed to bring them mean bring it to your house and all the more so they're not supposed to bring it to their house Rashi says here on the fourth line Rashi says right, Aramish, it says it says where our says you can't bring them and so, again, all more, the not it to so be molich. But again, himself, it said, right? You can do both ways. So, how does that make any sense at all? Okay, let's continue the Rashi for a second. But uh, you can't give him an the answer about not being, not trusting the guy because if you tr- don't trust the guy, why would you bring him your objects? So it so totally doesn't make any sense at all. So rather, Gemara says so rather it makes more sense. Like we originally answered, meaning our first answer, which is about eruv versus cholam and that's the resolution to the uh, to the uh, seeming contradiction between the Mishnah. Uh, over here in the Mishnah, MSF at Psalzah. Joy has a question. What's why it? does it say eat Eno Ma'amino and then like, also eat Khoshesh? Those two things? Yeah, it's a good question. Yeah, because Eno Ma'amino means that you personally don't. Joey's asking why Eno Ma'amino and Eno Khoshesh. So Eno Ma'amino, I think, means you don't trust the guy himself. And Khoshesh is more like from the outside, uh, uh, like robbery. You're nervous, or like maybe it's not protected well. Like, like, I trust the guy, but like it's not protected well Okay. New Mishnah. Mishnah says as follows. It's going to be a lot of hard words. Hopefully i remember them all. Um, Mishnah says, Mechapin et ha'kziot bakash. You can cover the kziot with kash. Um, so, the kziot are like these, uh, do you have, I have an English translation there? I think kziot is like these, um, uh, Beans or something like that. I think that's what we're talking about. Okay? Um, with straw. Rabido mer af avin. You can even. Oh no, it's not. It's figs. It's figs. It's figs. I apologize. Okay? So you can cover the figs with straw. Rabido mer af avin. You can even be me aver. Me we'll see later. We'll need to like, put them into a pile. Mochre Peyrot ksutu kelim, people who sell fruits garments and other vessels they can sell in private for the purpose of the moed and furthermore so tzayadin are trappers okay people who thresh and cut up um a wheat for porridge for daisa. okay like a porridge and the grusot, Rajah says, Sha Tochna Tohnin Poolin the Greasin. You uh grind up beans also for grisin, like uh eat like ground up beans. Okay? So you can do that Osim Bitzin ala tarachamoid, you can also do that action, those actions for Tsarachamoid, Rabyosi mere hamehmira alathan, rabbioshi says they are stranger than themselves. So we'll have to understand what it means. They're strangers themselves. We'll explain all these things. Okay, the Gemara says as follows. Pli gibbim rabbi chiyah rabbi Rabbi and rabbi chiyah Abba both argue with tervai mishmini the chizki of rabbi yochanan. And they're quoting on and rabbi yochanan. Chal amar mechapin aklusheh meavin asmuchin. says that these two terms in the Mishnah, mechapin and meavin, so he says it says as mechapin is aklusheh. So what does aklushe mean? Rashi says, mechaseyu ba'anafim meruchakim is that you cover them with branches that are kind of distance from one another. So it's like a very uh, light covering, even though they're not. it's not full covering. Okay? And then me'avin is asmuchhe. Uh, that would be when the covering is very close together. All the branches are very, very close together. It's a much more complete covering. Okay? That's one opinion. The Chalamar mechapin b'in aklushe, b'in asmuchhe. Everyone says, no, mechapin means covering. We don't care if it's sparse or a full covering, but me'avin is oto kamine kri. Me'avin means like the word a vest thick, you pile them in to a kri. To a pile, you push, push them all together into a pile. Okay? Again, you see like what's the big deal? I guess if they're very scattered apart and you push them all together. So that would be uh, a significant thing to do on Salomoe. Tanya is a bright day. just like this. Me'avin oseotan kri, the meavin is making them to a pile Divray Rabbi Yehuda. So you see this is support for that answer, uh, according to this bright as well. Okay. Moving along. Mulfrey play wrote southerim bakum bitsina bhaku, like marshabu, hain hmiro alatman the lohabu abde claw. When it says hain hafmiro alatma, again let's just go back to the mission for a second. It says that Sayyadin and the Shushot and Grusot can do things but sinna of Latara So So Rabbiosi says Haim Hefmiro Alasam doesn't mean they were Machmu. does it mean the Lohabu Abde Klay wouldn't do it at all or maybe the fact that they did it betzina that was the Chumrah, okay Rabbi so, Yosei is sort of adding and saying oh no, there's other people were even more mahmir than that, they wouldn't do it even betzina." or is he explaining, right, and saying what they did betzina was a Chumrah Okay? Tashma, so come in here. So the first part is normal. The merchants of they were stranger on themselves. That they wouldn't sell at all. Okay? So that sounds like the, it's not uh, that the Chumrah is not to do it at all. Those who trap Uh, wild animals, birds, or fish, they would trap, uh, I guess, in a more modest or private way for the purpose of the Moed. The trappers in Akko, right? They would do it even much more, uh, they wouldn't do it at all. Okay. So uh, now, means the people who are like chopping up chilka targets and We'll see what that means. So let's just look at Rasha for a second. Rasha says chilka means you cut this like the like, grains into two. Targets you cut it into three. And tisne, you cut them into four. So it's like more, further levels of like how fine you're chopping these things up. So they would do a Kolikar. So people in tzipori who would do this, they would be more machme, the ones with it law. So Amar Abaya buys this here also. I'm sorry, this is what I just explained. So chilka is the, 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 these three things as Abaya, it's all just a question of degree. How much are you cutting it up? 1 to 2, 1 to 3, 1 to 4. ki Ravdimi Dimi Amar Kunta. When Rebdimi said he came, when he, he came from Eric Israel, he said it's Kunta. Kunta is something called emmer wheat. Okay? So it's a type of wheat. So it's not the style of cutting, it's a type of wheat. So Meiteves, we ask Akasha, Chilka targets betisne temayim before makom, it says in the Mishnah that Chilka targets and tisne are all tame, or at least susceptible to tuma, Works well according to the opinion and says. Many going to a bayah who says it means cutting into two, three, or four. For this reason, it is tameh in all situations. The itkashur because it's become susceptible to tumah through hechsher. Hechsher means that for foods to become susceptible to tumah, they have to come into contact with one of the seven mashkim. Okay, water is one of them. There's seven different mashkim. Okay, so I guess in the process of cutting these things up, it presumably was uh, maybe soaked in the water first or something like that. So it's very clear that it would have come into contact with a liquid and therefore it's susceptible to do. Makes a lot of sense. According to uh, Rav Dimi, who says it's emmer wheat, makom it kasher. Why would it be tame or susceptible to tuma? It's that hasn't uh, come into contact with. Uh, with what, with with the liquid necessarily meaning it's just a type of wheat it's not a, there's no process at all so he answered it's a, for example it's a case where it doesn't just mean the type of wheat it means a wheat that's been uh, peeled from its husk to to as if not for the fact that they would just soak it in the water it wouldn't uh, be able to be peeled properly so it was uh, it was hokshadat but my car lay chilka. So why do they call it chilka then? To that remove the chalak. The chalak is I guess the, the cover, the, the peel, the husk. So that's why it's called chilka. Okay. Meiteve. We ask another kasha. It says as follows. Hanoder asur the hamitri yavesh. If somebody makes a nether not to get benefit from dagan from grain, so it's prohibited to even benefit from the Egyptian bean that is dry. Umutar belach, and he's permitted to um, enjoy or get benefit from pul that is moist or fresh. Umutar ores, and he's allowed to get benefit from rice, bechilka and from chilka, bitargis, vitisne. Okay, so all these different things. Bishmelamad merchad letarateichad letoat A well according to Abaye, who says that that this is chilka, uh, targis, and tisne is one into two, three or four shop here works well because once they've gone through a process right, you've cut them up they're no longer called the Dagan Dagan I guess is a term right, and in the Dharma it's all about the terminology right, so Dagan apparently is a term that only refers to the plain old kernel let's say, but once you're chopping it up and processing it the same terminology doesn't apply if you say kunta, then it's a, it's a perfectly valid type of uh, Dagan, type of brain Mar says, Kasha, you're right, that's actually a difficulty. We're not going to resolve it, but it is a, a difficulty. Okay. Now, Mar says, Rav Huna, Sharlu, Lahanu, Krufaita, Lameza, Lazvune, Kiorchayu, says So, Rav Huna, uh, he permitted uh, these uh, Krufaita. Now, what are Krufaita? Hopefully, Rashi will say here. Yeah, Rashi says, Mochre, Bissamim, sellers of spices, to go to sell in their normal way in the Shuk. orchayu means in their normal way in the Shuk. So if you have a store that's opened up to a stop. a stav is an area that's sort of like, you know, like, have seen pictures, like, I guess like, in front of me you have, like, these poles, right, kind of like this area, kind of like a sidewalk area, so if a store is open to that, this place we have, like, I think called a colony, maybe something you call it, you have a lot of different columns, so they're allowed to be open and, 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 lock, and, and, and open up and lock up in a normal way on with all the mohi, They can basically function almost normally. I guess it's sort of removed from the Rishu to a certain amount, so it's not as obvious like what they're doing. But to but if a store is open to the public thoroughfare, he has to keep. He can keep one door open, but close the other door. I guess that these double doors, so you have one open, one closed. At least it's like a siman that things are a little different. Okay? The era of Yom Tov Akhon Shokag and the day before the last day of Yom Tov, Motsu Meater Shukeha Yerbe Yom Tov Akram. Okay? So it says the the day before the last uh the last day of Yom Tov, he can uh, they can bring in all the fruits and they crown all the all the whole uh, shuk, the whole um marketplace of the city with fruits in honor of the last day of Yom Tov. What's the point here? The point is, So it sounds like you can only do this for but if not, you're not going to be allowed to do it. So again, so how did Ravuna allow all these spice sellers to sell normally? Apparently, we have all these restrictions on the people who are selling fruits and things like that. The answer is, and The difference is, there's no difficulty because once talking about fruits, we're talking about fruits, so then fruits apparently would be uh, problematic. But, uh, but spices would not be uh, uh, spices would not be problematic Rashi explains why not Rashi says when it comes to the fruits there was a concern that perhaps you're going to have them for uh, all the days of the year meaning you're going to, want to preserve the fruits and keep them for a long time the Tavlin had to be really really fresh apparently so for fruits you're worried you're going to buy them not for the Moet but for like you know for three months from now so that's problematic so we have all these restrictions Tavlin we don't have the same restrictions Okay, let's just move on to the next Mishnah. Okay, so Hajonot Mishahapach, uh, Hajan Mishahapach, Hajonot Mishahapach. So we finish the second parak, Bezrat Hashem, of Moikata. Now we move on to the third parak, the final parak. that's the most famous parak of Moikata, which Elam uh, which ultimately talks about the laws of Abelut. Okay, so that's like the most uh, famous parak for that reason. But it starts as follows. It says, the Elam Agafin B'moed. It says, these are the people who are allowed to shave on Cholam Meaning, the presumption is there's generally a prohibition. To shave a chalamoid. the reason for that prohibition is essentially the Chachamim instituted that they were concerned that people wouldn't shave and get a haircut in honor of Yom Tov in advance. If they knew they could get a haircut on and a say, okay, so I won't shave before. I'll just shave after. I won't get a haircut before. I get a haircut on Cholamoi. But there are certain exceptions. People who weren't wouldn't be able to do so before the Yom Tov they can do it on that's what it says <speaking in Hebrew> people come from uh, overseas <speaking in Hebrew> from captivity <speaking in Hebrew> somebody who leaves jail <speaking in Hebrew> somebody who was put into <speaking> in <Hebrew> lifted off the Chayram so when you're in Chayram you also you let your hair grow long, long. <speaking in Hebrew> somebody maybe who went to a Chacham and had his neder uh, like revoked so then maybe he had a nether not to cut his hair or something. Uh, so both a nazir whose time is up, or a who also is part of the process of becoming tahor, has to shave his whole body. So those people are all able to get haircuts and shave on fulamoi these are the people who are able to get to do laundry on Khalamawe and be a very similar list with a few extras. Habamim Dino Tayabeta Shibya, Bayozi Beta Surin that we saw, the Amenuda Shaitirlo the Chemid Shne Shala Khachambu Tar. That's all those things we basically saw, the same thing for our haircuts. And furthermore, mid pachotayadayim hand towels, um mid saparim, towels used by um Barbers. Um, towels are used to soak things up, like a spoke is a sponge. So you're able to soak things up with them, they get very dirty. Or Also, a zav or a zava, a nida, a woman who just gave birth. All these people who are t- going from tumah to tara, so part of the process, they're also mutarin, they're also allowed too. Um, wash their towels and things like that. But everybody else is us. So we'll have much more discussion about all these things. Um, there's other shams starting tomorrow.